3: Good morning. Health authorities are scrambling to identify and contain new cases of coronavirus as the nation's third death is confirmed. Sydney's Epping Boys High School is set to reopen this morning after disinfecting crews blitz the grounds.
4: Epping Boys High School, glistening, pristine and hopefully coronavirus-free as students prepare to re-enter the gates this morning. It closed as a precaution on Friday after a 16-year-old student tested positive. But the boy and anyone who came into contact with him are urged to stay home. Less than 10 kilometres away, Australia recorded its third coronavirus death, the second from the same Macquarie Park nursing home.
2: I'm a bit unnerved about it, a bit um, uncertain
4: obviously. Health authorities under enormous pressure now also searching for patients who may have come into contact with a 70 year old man who tested positive at St Vincent's Hospital. They're not the only ones in danger. Passengers on board a flight from Singapore to Sydney on the 28th of February are being urged to self-isolate. Those seated in rows 31 to 33 may have come into contact with an infected man. We're asking people to be brave, come forward if you feel you've got any symptoms and get tested just to give yourself the reassurance. From panic to mayhem, the Sydney mother and daughter caught in a brawl over toilet paper to front court next month. They've been charged with a fray. Get off Nothing you'd like to say? Samantha Brett, 7 News.
3: Meanwhile, a coronavirus-stricken cruise ship off the coast of California has been ordered to a military port in Oakland where passengers will be taken to a quarantine facility. At least 21 people on board the Grand Princess have tested positive to coronavirus.
0: I guess I'm more concerned with what happened on the diamond... Whether the infection is spread by maybe the crew even giving us meals or through the air conditioning, we don't know. Certainly, I would like to get out and get some fresh air, that's for sure.
3: All three and a half thousand passengers will need to be screened before they're allowed to disembark the ship, which could take at least two days. The federal government will reportedly fund a multi-billion dollar coronavirus stimulus package in a bid to prevent a recession, Let's go live to political reporter Taylor Aiken in Canberra this morning. Taylor, when will this plan be finalised? Good morning, Nat. Well,
4: the government hopes to have the details finalised by the end of the week, citing the need to get the economy moving fast. The plan will see support for businesses hit hard by the coronavirus, including within the tourism sector and jobs within the export industry. Seniors will also get extra help, with deeming rates expected to be cut to help pensioners impacted by tumbling interest rates. Affected businesses won't be left behind either, with wage subsidies and short-term payroll tax holidays also expected to be announced in the plan. But the stimulus package won't come cheap, with reports today that it could cost up to $10 billion, wiping out any chance of a budget surplus. Labor has called for the impacted casual workers to gain rapid access to Newstart, but so far the government has
3: ruled that out. Nat. Okay, thanks Taylor. A desperate search is underway for dozens of people feared trapped under rubble after a hotel used for coronavirus quarantine collapsed in China. At least 10 bodies have been recovered as workers attempt to find survivors among the debris. 48 people were rescued after the seven-storey building came down in the country's south. 16 million people across northern Italy remain in lockdown as the nation's coronavirus death toll soars past 230. The Prime Minister took the radical step of closing schools, gyms and eateries until April 3 in an attempt to contain the spread. Catholics gathered for Sunday Mass in Rome, standing one metre apart and not touching during the gathering. Meantime time, Iraq has temporarily closed its borders with Iran due to the outbreak. Middle Eastern airlines are attempting to ease traveller concerns, performing eight-hour deep cleans of aircraft that have carried potentially infected people. Friends and family will gather today to farewell Queensland woman Hannah Clark and her three young children. The four were killed last month when Ms Clark's estranged husband and the children's father set fire to them in Brisbane. Yesterday, the federal government announced a no-interest loan program to help women experiencing domestic violence buy basic goods. If you or anybody you know needs help, you can call 1800 respect Calls are mounting for an urgent review into the auditing of Victorian trees after three people were killed by a falling tree in a freak accident in Melbourne's southeast. Two men and a woman died and when the heavy trunk smashed into their moving car at Callista yesterday afternoon. A woman in her 30s and a toddler had to be pulled from the wreckage and were taken to hospital in a stable condition. The tragedy comes after a father and son were killed when a gum tree fell on their car at nearby Sherbrooke last year. Charges are yet to be laid over the mysterious death of a baby girl in Brisbane. The girl named Bella Rose Salafia was found unconscious in a Department of Housing home at Zilmere on Saturday. The baby, who had three older brothers, was taken to hospital where she later died. Bella Rose's relative, who we have chosen not to identify, has posted to social media saying the family doesn't even know what happened, so no one knows until the police figure it out. Her death is being treated as suspicious and Homicide Squad detectives are investigating. The inquest into the disappearance of missing boy William Tyrrell will resume on the New South Wales mid-north coast today. The boy vanished from his foster grandmother's home in Kendall in September 2014. The Deputy State Coroner will this morning begin the final two weeks of investigating what happened to the little boy and the investigation that followed. of Australian women now get health advice online but apparent censorship is stopping some vital information from getting out. Now one of the world's most recognisable voices has joined a campaign to spread life-saving advice about breast
5: cancer. I love myself. I want you to love me. They're not the kind of words you'd expect to hear from Siri, but Karen Jacobson, the voice heard in over a billion devices, has recorded them as part of a provocative new campaign. I don't want anybody else. When I think about you, I touch myself. It comes from the team behind the multi-award winning I Touch Myself project, the result of a dying wish of the late Divinals lead singer, Chrissy Amplett. I touch myself. But the team discovered women asking popular voice assistants that question were coming up blank. How do I check my breasts?
1: I'm sorry,
4: I don't know what that means. If you are a guy and you're looking for information about your intimate health, uh, you can ask and have answered all sorts of questions using um, lots of different words, you eat slang, pet words. If you're a woman, we find there real gaps in that information, if you're asking about boobs or you're asking about breasts.
5: So they enlisted the original Australian voice of Siri to tell women exactly how to do it.
4: Right now, one of the world's most recognisable women can't answer that question. But as the woman behind her voice,
5: I can. In the hope it will be made available to those who ask. Okay, here's how you check your breasts. It's not just voice assistance. the team's skirting nudity censorship guidelines on social media by creating a digital body to get the word out.
4: That allows us to demonstrate how to breast self-exam and stay within the guidelines and we're hoping that that will enable us to educate and to help save lives. And if something's changed, see your doctor been really amazing to partner with the team on this project and to be able to use uh, the voice assistant voice for really for
5: something so important. Information is available online. I think I would die if you were to ignore me. Emma Dallymore, 7 News.
3: Harry and Meghan have been spotted attending Sunday Mass with the Queen as their farewell tour nears its end. The couple looked relaxed as they drove to the service in Windsor. It's understood to be the first time Meghan has come face to face with Her Majesty since the couple decided to step down as senior royals. Yesterday, the Duchess surprised school children for International Women's Day. The pair has just one engagement left on their five-day visit. They'll attend the Commonwealth Day service at Westminster Abbey. The first time they will be seen with the extended royal family since the Sussex split was announced. A man's been arrested following a dramatic police pursuit in the US. The suspect reached speeds of more than 160 kilometres per hour as he fled offices east of Los Angeles. After hitting into several vehicles, he eventually fled on foot into a nearby home before being surrounded by police. He was wanted over an earlier road rage incident and carjacking. Churchgoers have fled in panic as an earthquake struck the Canary Islands. The popular holiday spot of Madeira shook as the 5.2 magnitude quake hit. Worshippers ran into the streets. There were no reports of serious injury, but the roads were partially closed because of rock falls. Mexico's annual fireworks festival has begun with a bang. The pyrotechnics display lit up the sky just north of Mexico City. The week-long festival isn't without risk though. Every year people suffer burns from standing too close to the displays. When it comes to dogs, size matters, especially if you're talking about pet insurance. Research shows premiums for some breeds cost twice as much as others. A sign your furry friend could be prone to serious health problems.
6: Taking French Bulldog Leo to the vet can be an expensive exercise. There'll be, you know, a big difference between what people are thinking they'll have to pay and what the reality of the costs are. Pet insurance helps soften the blow, but for his owners that doesn't come cheap. Research shows a French bulldog is one of the most expensive breeds to insure, costing on average more than $1300 a year. Often those dogs do need surgery to help with their airways and that obviously can be um, quite a big cost. And it seems when insuring your furry friend, size really does matter. As St Bernard tops the list of pricey premiums costing owners nearly $1500 a year. And a lot of those larger breeds are prone to things like hip dysplasia or elbow dysplasia. Basset hounds, boxers and Labradors are also expensive.
3: An expensive premium um, is definitely an alarm bell uh, that says this breed of dog is expensive to insure because it likely has significant health issues that can affect it over
2: its lifetime.
6: But if you have your heart set on a Jack Russell or Chihuahua, good news, insuring them will cost less than $700 a year. Kelpies and Border Collies, too, have similar premiums. If you do decide to insure your dog, the advice from vets is to do so while they're still a puppy to make sure any health issues that arise while the animal is still growing will be covered. It could save you thousands in the long run. Good boy. Tim Yateman, 7 News.
3: The billion dollar research powerhouse, which saved Australia's sheep industry, will be used to drive down the cost of clean energy. Universities and industry work together to cut bills and our
2: carbon footprint. The Halls are a poster family for power efficiency. The solar supplying 80% of our power. Without their 45 solar panels, three-phase power and desire to make a difference, their electricity would cost $9,000 a year. Instead, it's $1,700. But with three children and two home businesses, energy is still their biggest bill. Same as All the kids are in private school
0: and that doesn't even come yeah. close.
2: Their Brookwater home was chosen to announce Race for 2030, a collective of industry, research and government with a 10-year challenge to make energy cleaner and bills leaner. We are open to looking at a range of technologies. 20 projects have already been identified like smart homes which pre-cool houses before the sun sets and using electric cars to power homes at night.
0: There'll be quite a revolution. I think there'll be uh, uh, very substantial changes in the way that energy is used in 2030.
2: And a revolution in how energy is created. Hydrogen from Maurer or zero emission power from plants. Producing energy in a different way that will be able to be picked up immediately because we're going to get this grid distribution system working well. So what does all of this mean for power bills? They hope to slash them by 20% or $300 a year for the average Australian household. Erin Edwards, 7 News.
3: In one of the great T20 performances, Australia's women have put on a dominant display to win the World Cup final against India. With over 86,000 fans watching on from the MCG, it was the perfect way to celebrate International Women's Day.
0: As one superstar Perry began the final with a bang. Another could only watch from the sidelines, Elise Perry cruelly missing out through injury. But Elisa Healy soon showed the Aussies wouldn't need her. Healy's away. Australia away. The Indians were rattled, dropping both Healy and Beth Mooney. And the openers made them pay. Oh, she hit that fine beautifully. 50 for Healy, and she was just getting started.
5: What a shot, that is!
0: When she eventually she fell for 75 she off 39, Healy couldn't wipe the smile off flat. her face, and neither could her husband, Mitch Stark. Beth Mooney picked up the slack, also the reaching a half century, no, her in 78 guiding Australia to, to an imposing basket. 4 for 184. The Indians' innings got off to a rough start. Yeah! Oh gone, isn't she? I think she has. The Indians, number three, forced to retire after a head knock. Within six overs, they were four wickets down with an impossible task on their hands. The Aussies were perfect in the field and kept up with standards right to the final wicket. And with
3: that, a magical moment in Australian sport. I never thought that we would get an opportunity like this in my whole career. I thought maybe in 20 years' time put our best performance on the, on the park on the biggest day in our careers uh, certainly something
0: I'm very proud of. A fifth World Cup in six tournaments for an incredible team. James Manton, 7 News.
3: In Eddie Betts' return in a Carlton Jumper, Brisbane ran over the top of the Blues in their final pre-season game. Playing in blue for the first time since 2013, it didn't take long for Betts to leave his mark.
6: And Eddie Betts is going to kick the first goal. Back is the Blue. Back at Princess Park.
3: The Blues raced to an early lead, but the full-strength Lions side eventually kicked into gear, finishing strongly to secure a 45-point win. The Perth Wildcats have taken game one of the NBL grand final series in a thriller. Jay Sean Tate had Kudos Bank Arena rocking in the Sydney Kings first grand final in 12 years. Xavier Cooks briefly found a way to stop MVP Bryce Cotton.
6: Rejected by Xavier
0: Cooks. <laughs> Room protection.
3: But Cotton fought back, finishing with 32 points as Perth held on to take an 88-86 win. Game two is in Perth on Friday. Melbourne City has held off a fast finishing Perth to stay in second place on the A-League table. City raced out to a 3-0 within the opening 34 minutes, stunning the home crowd. Melbourne
6: City are having a dream first half in the West.
3: The glory came out with renewed vigour in the second half, scoring twice in quick succession, but it wasn't enough as City ran out 3-2 winners. The world's most famous dog sled race is underway in Alaska. Fifty-seven mushers are competing this year, navigating their way across icy lakes and rugged terrain. The winner will be crowned in about 10 days after sledding 1,600 kilometres. It's a smaller field of competitors this year, with a colder-than-average winter deterring many inexperienced sledders. Taking a look at the weather around the country, troughs are bringing showers and storms to the top end, extending down into the Alps. Onshore winds are producing showers along the east coast from Queensland to Tasmania, while troughs over WA are bringing light showers to some parts. So looking at the capitals, cloudy in Brisbane today, top of 24, a shower or two in Sydney, 23, partly cloudy in Canberra, mostly sunny if you're in Melbourne or Adelaide. Cloudy in Hobart, 17 for you. Sunny and hot in Perth, 35. A shower or two and the usual possible storms in Darwin. 37's early news for this Monday, March the 9th. I'm Natalie Gard.
5: Selling a little or a lot?